my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Sanch here. Uh, all right, so obviously for those of you, you know, who are, I mean, even if you're not even a geek or anything or a big horror fan, I mean, you must have heard the news that uh, Wes Craven passed away. It was uh, one of those things that uh, a good amount of people that I know were messaging me and texting me, you know, Facebook, whatever, and were like, oh my gosh, like Wes Craven died. And I was just like, holy crap, like, a bunch of these people, like, I had no idea, like, of how much, uh, like, they were huge fans of, like, Wes Craven, and it's not just, like, flat out, like, oh, the Scream movies, you know, um, no, but, yeah, it was just, it was weird, because I was just, like, all these people were, like, yeah, Wes Craven died, and this and that, and, and I was just, like, oh, crap, <clears throat> it, it, it was, I mean, it was just crazy, and it sucked, because, like, when it happened, I was at work at the time, so, I wasn't able to, like, post anything, but, uh, luckily for Chelsea, she, she went out and posted something for me, so, or for us, actually, and, uh, that was awesome, uh, on my half for Brothers Bear, I wasn't able to post anything, but then I was like, you know what, uh, it, it happened Sunday, I was like, look, I'm like, I do the live show, uh, Monday nights, and, um, you know, uh, Rant Radio Network, eh, eh? come on watch live <laughs> uh no but seriously um i i figured i'm like look we got the show live tomorrow so we'll just talk about it in which uh when i went on break uh i was messaging uh Shweddy and carlos and um we were talking about like Shweddy knew like what screaming died and my little brother was still uh blind so he's like wait what what happened and so we figured like all right we'll just talk about it on monday in which sadly if you guys are fans also of brothers bear podcast uh we didn't talk about it <laughs> <laughs> uh, that tends to happen with our show. I, I mention things like, hey, you know, we're going to bring up this and that, and it doesn't happen. So, yeah. But anyways, uh, with the whole thing about Wes Craven that happened, I'm all, to me, uh, especially for, I guess, my age, my generation, um, one of the things that really stands out with Wes Craven has to be with a nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, I said that weird. A nightmare on Elm Street. There you go. Uh, to me, that truly is where, when I picture Wes Craven, that and uh, uh, Jane Silent and Bob Strikes Back. <laughs> I just like, uh, if you've ever seen that flick, I just love it because, uh, you know, obviously Wes Craven did Scream, so there's a scene where uh, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, they're running through sets. You know, it's very, uh, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, you know, they're going through through the back lot, and they come across uh, them filming Scream, and, you know, Shannon Doherty's there, and it's it's cool because, you know, it's a cool little cameo of Shannon Doherty based on from, you know, when she was in Mallrats, but, you know, the ghost face killer comes out, and she knocks him out, and she's like, alright, he's like, now to find out who you are, and when she takes off the mask, it's a monkey, it's a chimpanzee, and... <laughs> and she's like, God damn it, Wes, or something like that. And then she's like, he's like, what? He's like, research says that people love monkeys <laughs> or, so, you know, and it's just, it's so stupid and hilarious. like, it's, it's funny. It's, I don't know. So, yeah. So whenever I think of Wes Craven, I think of freaking a chimpanzee, you know, James Hyde Bomb Strikes Back and a Nightmare on Elm Street. But, but, um, but seriously though, uh, yeah, uh, Wes Craven, you know, obviously directed a ton of films, you know. Uh, obviously, with, with his work, he's done the original, you know, the, you know, the Hills Have Eyes, and what the hell? All right, I'm, I, I just want to point out something right now. I'm driving, and um, I guess someone came out of their house to, like, get something from their car. It was, like, some women, like an older, you know, grandma-ish, and she had no pants or no shorts on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Oh, I don't know, man. Hold on. This is supposed to be a somber trivia, and I'm over here 
joking and laughing. But anyways, he did the original The Hills Have Eyes, um, The Last House on the Left, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, like, The Serpent in the Rainbow. I remember that movie, like, kind of, like, was weird and freaked me out. I, I didn't like the cover, uh, you know. And also, too, one of them that's, like, uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised of how how well that movie was. Like, I, I really enjoyed it was uh, Red Eye. Uh, that was probably, like, one of the more, like, recent ones. Because when you were, like, this is Wes Craven? Like, what? The same guy does, like, all those horror movies? I don't know why I was saying like that. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, he's done. And then also, too, though he didn't um, direct, he co-wrote, you know, one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street movies, aside from the first one, is the third one, uh, The Dream Warriors. So, yeah, so... Um, it's just, a, you know, it's just, it's crazy because, like, he had a, he had a huge influence on a lot of people when it comes to, like, you know, just in the sense of, like, horror and stuff like that. You know, there's a lot of these people that came out around that time, like, you know, John Carpenter was another one. And um, it's just, a, it's just, it's just crazy because, like, like, w- the moment when he passed away, it was just, like, you know, it wasn't one of those, like, awesome director, like, oh, he passed away. It's like, no, like like, people posting out there posting, like, he, you know, oh, Wes Craven died, this and that, and they kept using that famous image of him where he has the glove, (laughs) the Freddy glove, across his face, and it was, it was so odd, because, like, you know, when I, we had just, you know, Chelsea on with us, like, you know, she's joined, uh, she's become a full member of Brothers Bear Pod, I mean, brother, what the fuck, of 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, and she was like, what should I do? Because she loved, you know, if you heard the previous episode, she loves horror films. And she was a huge fan of horror. <clears throat> so she wanted to represent that in her picture. So I was like, I have the Freddy glove. I'm like, and she's like, okay. So like, I'll take a picture with it. And, you know, we're researching pictures of how to look, you know, with the Freddy glove and stuff. So, you know, she just did one. And it was just crazy because it's like we're all like, you know, trying to like, you know, give a little small tribute to a nightmare on Elm Street, you know, and, and then boom, like freaking it's right in our forefront. Like it's right in our face again. Like, hey, you know, it's like it's just like he passed away. So it's like all popped up everywhere. So I don't know. So I figure like like, you know, based on our schedules, it was kind of hard. I wanted to do like a, a tribute with like the, you know, with Max and Chelsea. But with our schedules, we weren't able to pull it off. So I figure like it's going to happen. Like we'll be able to do that. But for the meanwhile, I wanted to give you guys uh a, an, an episode a flashback episode as as you if you will um since we're all like 80s and everybody talks about like you know flashbacks and stuff like that but i wanted to bring you guys um a flashback episode that we had previously done uh me and chelsea i mean chelsea god damn it why am i saying like everything so wrong <laughs> um, it's because i'm driving ladies and gentlemen so i'm like even though it's all dead out in the road um i'm trying to make sure like you know paying attention but uh, yeah, there we go. Okay, back. It was episode 28. We did A Nightmare on Elm Street. Me and Renata, there we go, did A Nightmare on Elm Street. And I was debating on giving you guys the full episode of just from the beginning or just starting from where we start talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. So um, my thing is that I'm, I'm just going to give you the part when we start talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street. If you want to hear the full episode, then, you know, just go to either iTunes or Podbean stitcher and just get yourself episode 28 and hear the whole thing because uh though our focus was a nightmare on elm street it was supposed to be our first halloween episode we started talking about a lot of halloween stuff like you know halloween mazes and um a bunch of other things uh uh i think oh yeah goosebumps unsolved mysteries like like i mean it was just a bunch of stuff we tried to talk about there's just stuff that was like freaky or scary you know at the time um Oh yeah, and Tales from the Crypt. So yeah, so because um, I'm reading the ep- the whole episode guide that I wrote back, and then as always, if you want to hear as much as we love Back to the Future, I always find ways to rant about that damn movie, <laughs> and you know we rant about it. And I know I'm kind of like just freaking blabbing on, but yeah. So I, I felt that the best way to do a quick tribute was just to play what we did originally last Halloween 2014, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And don't worry, like, you know, we're obviously, I'm going to get Max and Chelsea to talk about, you know, Wes Craven and his films and stuff like that. And and I know they want to do a Nightmare on Elm Street again, so it'll be happening. But anyways, um, this wasn't planned, like, in the sense of, like, I knew what I wanted to talk about. So it's why it's just, like, all crazy and wild, you know? 
<clears throat> so I apologize for that, but I just felt like I had to give an intro, so it kind of explains what you're going to be listening to. But anyway, so so yeah, once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, an old flashback episode, episode 28, that we did, me and Renata, of uh, Wes Craven's famous um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And um, it sounded like I was done, but it's like, God damn it, I didn't even... The one thing I did plan, I was like, oh, I could talk about the movie. But I believe I do talk about it in the episode. But just in case, if I don't, uh, just uh, the reason why I wanted to do this, to give, like, the tribute and post this episode instead of just, like, you know, continue going. I'm like, oh, doing, leaving that post that we did. Um, it's because of Nightmare on Elm Street, like, it truly stands out to me because it was it was one that, you know, as, as kids, like, whenever you're a kid, you always have that one thing you're afraid of, you know, like, something that freaking terrifies you and you're just scared, and and my thing was uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, Nightmare on Street. I used to have, like, actual, like, real nightmares about Freddy Krueger, like, I still remember vividly um, one dream where <clears throat> I'm in a room where it's a, it's a big enough room where there's two, like, you know, twin beds in it. And the door is open, so that's the only light that's coming into the room. It's like a, it's like a hallway light that's coming in through into the bedroom, and there's there there's no light on in the bedroom, so that's the only light that's coming in. And I remember me and my older brother, you know, we're little kids in the room, and we're we're being chased by Freddy, and we're kind of like running around in the room, jumping from bed to bed, like trying to get away from him. And he, at one point, he slashes at my back, and I feel it. Like, I actually feel, like, the, the slash in my dream, like, the pain. It was it was so freaking nuts. And, and yeah, I just, I was so terrified of Freddy Krueger. And it was one of the things, like, it's why I never grew up really watching horror films. Because for some reason, like, I would vividly, you know, see stuff and, and um, uh, get, you know, scared from nightmares and stuff. You know, like, I don't know if I ever, I mean, I should probably save some of this stuff for, our Halloween episodes in which it's going to be coming up like really fast. So I'll save any crazy, scary stories from when I was a kid. Cause I actually have one that's nuts that every year we post on brothers bear that we talked about these stories, but, um, but yeah, freaking just a nightmare on Elm street. Just like, it was one of those that even as I got older, I would go back and watch and I would just be like, I was just amazed on how like scary the first film still is, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's why I just I felt that it would this would be a good tribute is to talk about or not talk about but just to give you guys you know because what I, I don't remember really what I said in this episode because I you know I record so much based on the other two shows well Brothers Baron this and eighty eight that I can't remember what I said about Nightmare on Elm Street so instead of just repeating myself I figure I'll let you have you know hear me talking about it for the first time through our episode and then you know hear Renata's. Uh, you know, thoughts on it for those of you who, who aren't new, you know, and have been around, you know, you, you obviously know Renata, you know, but for those of you who are new, you know, there was, it was one of our, um, previous, uh, co-hosts who was a part of it though at the moment, sadly, she, uh, I don't know what I did. I fucked something up on the previous episode when I recorded with her and it caused some, it created an alternate 2015. So, at the moment, she has no idea she was even in a podcast, and all that exists is now in Max and Chelsea. So, for those of you who have been around, you obviously know that she exists. Uh, so, yeah, you can hear her thoughts, and soon we'll get Max and Chelsea's thoughts on A Nightmare on the Street. So, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to go right into it when the when the freaking episode starts. So, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to we'll give you Wes Craven's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes, go for it, Renan. Probably the most iconic, um, classic 80s movie, I think. I mean, whenever someone says, oh, name a, name a, um, a scary movie, what's probably one of the first things that pops into your head? Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, like the classics. But Nightmare on Elm Street, there's something about it that makes people just like scared I honestly think it's worse than fear of clowns like Freddy Krueger is probably almost I should say almost the same amount of fear of clowns you know because he's just this creepy 
He comes off as this creepy rapist that just has a distorted face and a claw hand, and that disturbs people. Like how clowns disturb people because of the makeup yeah. and why they're so happy all the time. It disturbs them. It's a disturbing thing. You know, Halloween, like Myers, kind of a disturbing character. Well, see, that's the thing, because when you saw uh, Mike Myers... <laughs> I like saying Mike Myers. But when you saw Michael Myers and then you saw Jason... Just a mask. They're mute. You know, nothing. Yeah. yeah, mute. That's it. You it's know? Funny. But then you have Freddy and this guy who who actually talked. Now, I get in this first film, the one we're talking about, he's not as comical as, you know, later in the films because they really made him out to be comical. You know, like... Yeah, he was very... He didn't talk at all practically in the first one. No, I think, honestly, uh, in the first one, he only had... Uh, in total, 18 minutes of screen time. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. You were thinking, I was just thinking about that, you know? But it was... But I, I honestly, I think 18 minutes of screen time was just about enough, and I'll tell you why. I think they played it out perfectly, because... No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's seven minutes of screen time. Oh, seven minutes. Well, it was it, he, the first victim dies in in the in eighteen minutes into the film. Eighteen minutes. I'm sorry. Eighteen minutes into the film, that's when the first person dies. But we only saw in total of the whole entire movie, we only saw Freddy for seven minutes. Wow. And from that moment on, he became one of the most iconic. I, I don't know what you call him, slasher. Horror. Yeah, slasher horror. They, 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 that's really what this uh, this genre became uh, was slasher horror because it was really about one person going out killing a bunch of people. They I think I think slashing. Scream, you know, Scream was the last of the um, no slasher. No, don't say that. He, it was the last. No, it wasn't the last. Don't you're way off on this, and I, I I'm not trying well, to be an a hole and trying to be like you're doing it. No. Because what Scream was, is Wes Craven, who directed Nightmare on Elm Street, he's the one that did Scream. And Scream was really a take on all those old horror movies and kind of making light and fun of it and being aware of itself. But then also, be, you know, being a, a, it's in on the joke, but playing along. And it was a tribute. It was a tribute to that. Because honestly, Scream, before Scream look up there was really no movies like that at all what brought it back was scream because after scream remember we started seeing the 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 poster covers of all these horror movies you know like i know what you did last summer uh urban legends or whatever the hell it's called like you had a bunch and they all looked all the posters were the same where you saw whatever the weird killer was on the poster but in the bottom was all the teenagers, like whoever that were in the movies. Yeah. And that, I remember that's everything in the 90s, like mid, late 90s is when all these horror movies came out. But it was because of Scream. Scream wasn't the last of the slasher movies because there's a huge gap. You could watch a document, I mean, not a documentary, you could watch the behind the scenes on Scream, read all the stuff about it, and it's Wes Craven being like, hey, let's come back and let's do this because we haven't had slashers in years because slashers died out. I mean, iconic-wise. Iconic like, 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 you know, No, it's different. It's completely different because it's actually a tribute to his own films of what they were. Because in in that in, in Scream, they make fun of those movies. They do because remember he what it, what does he do? The what's his name? I forget his character's name, but the Jamie Kennedy stands up and he's like, "All right, oh, rules." Um, uh, Remember the rules? He says, "Don't he's like, don't say you'll ever come back because you won't be back. Yeah. I'll be right back. Remember? He's like, if you're a virgin or a slut, like, you're going to die. And everyone's like, oh, get out of here. Remember? There, Randy. He, it, okay, there you go. Yeah, Randy. See, uh, here, I'm going to try to find Scream right here. Um, But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, because, like, there were movies that, uh, but they weren't really, like, you know, they didn't do well, like. Like, and that was really what brought back the slasher. This wasn't the end. This was the beginning of slasher films. This is what started. And we had these slasher films go for a while until we were introduced to Asian horror. And then that's when we had The Ring, The Grudge, uh, The Eye, and all these other freaking movies. They're all 
kind of the same. What do you mean? Yeah, of course. That's all the Asian horror. It's like a, there's like a girl all with her hair down on. See, I can't get into those horror films. You know, I can't. like I have no time for them. Like I don't know. But exactly because you were older at that point, and you were like, I don't care about these movies. They're not scary for me. It wasn't. It wasn't something to be scared of. A little girl with hair over exactly. her face. Exactly. But for other of. people, when that movie, when those movies came out, they were scary. And but this is see exactly. You just proved my point from much earlier in the show. Where I was saying that at the times when movies came out, they were scary, and other people they saw that as like ah this isn't scary because this but isn't I could for still me. Go back in time, I mean not back in time. I could still like look at old movies and still find them scary, like you know like like older films. Like that's what I'm trying to say. Like my type of horror is completely different. Like that didn't that didn't do for me. Not the fact that I got older. It was more like. But exactly, it wasn't scary for you, but there were people that were scared of it. And that's what I was trying to say earlier. Like, there were genres where, like, for some people, like, ah, this isn't scary. And I remember because The Ring was the first movie to come out. And The Ring was was what actually brought back R-rated movies for a while. And then they failed. Because, like, that's the one thing that's so tough with, like, movies now is everything has to be PG-13, PG-13. But what was cool about The Ring is it was rated R. And... Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It, it, the Ring is the fault of The Ring that why we have so many stupid PG-13 movies. Because because of The Ring, um, and it did so well, it was a horror movie, and it freaking, it, it made a, a goddamn lot of money. Uh, and it was uh, freaking PG-13. They, they figure like, all right, well, we don't, you know, we don't have to make R-rated movies. You know, people will still come and see pg-13 movies and it, it kind of ruined it for a lot of us and that was when we saw like yeah it was oh yeah dark water the ring 2 the grudge the eye there was a there's a stupid lot of movies and it's all because of the ring ring you, you, i hate you you ruined everything for us bastards seriously but, but getting back to why nightmare on elm street was such i just think like for forever like if i think kids nowadays like like little kids like i remember my cousin Gemma. i introduced her to nightmare on elm street and she loved it but she was like she was terrified but loved it and that's how i did it like i was i was terrified but loved it at the same time like i wasn't scared like oh i'm never watching that again but it's it's just like the creepiness it's the uh it's just like that whole fact of like you know like you could turn around any second and you think like someone or something is behind you because like it's that eerie music and it's like you know lurking in the shadows type of like shots and you just get all like weird and you know excited but scared yeah. I don't know I like that like you know, there's just a lot of good things about it there's so many the fact that like it's it has its it has its funny moments like you know you laugh about certain things that they say in the first one and Johnny Depp's in it <laughs> well, wait, what was funny about the first one? Like, what made you laugh in the first one? Just, like, stupid teenager dialogue. You know, like, like or oh, stupid. Oh, so, so it wasn't, they weren't intentionally trying to la- make you laugh. You were just laughing at the fact of how absurd it was because of the teens. Yes. Yeah. Like, they really make it sound like teenagers are god stupid. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, that's the thing. Like, in order for a horror movie to work, you got to make the people stupid, it seemed like, at that time. I mean, now now this is obviously different, you know. But at the time, that that see, this is what Scream was doing. Wes Craven understood what he did. He knew because Wes Craven, he's a director of, of Nightmare on Elm Street, you know. And, and um, he got the idea based on actual stories um, about, about people dying from uh nightmares um so i'll actually read what what it is it's like west craven first came up with the basic idea for the movie from several newspaper articles printed in the la times over a three-year period about a group of cambodian refugees from the hung tribe several of whom died in the thrones of horrific nightmares the group had come to america to escape the reign of pol pot and within a year of arriving three men had died with the the situation the same in every case. The young, otherwise healthy men who have a nightmare 
then refused to sleep for a long time as possible until finally falling asleep from exhaustion. The man wake up screaming, then die. Autopsy results resulted that they had not died because of heart failure. They had simply just died. Um, And then it says like this was... It was this lack of cause which intrigued Craven so much. Medical authorities have since called the phenomenon Asian death syndrome, a very a variant of sudden unexpected death syndrome. So so yeah, so that's where Craven was like, whoa, people are dying from nightmares, like, and that's how he got the idea for. It. So he got it based on actual true stories. It's actually pretty interesting. Well, you could die from being too deep in your sleep. Yeah. See, and I think this is what, honestly... I don't want to go to sleep tonight. Well, that, see, that's what makes this scary. That's what makes this... Okay, I know they... We're not talking about later Freddy, okay, ladies and gentlemen? Please take the Freddy, like, No, you're playing with power, you know, or I got the power glove. Get that Freddy out of your freaking head. No, this is Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Freddy. We're talking about Freddy where we hardly saw his face, where, where it was dark, where... Where, what's the girl's name? Not Nancy, but the first girl who dies when she walks out Tina. to the, Tina. When she goes out to the to the um, to the alleyway, and you just see from afar, long arms. That's scary. Like that. See, this is the thing. As a kid, Nightmare on Elm Street was the scariest thing for me. Like honestly, that that terrified the hell out of me. And Nightmare on Elm Street like truly terrified me because it has real scary moments. Because the thing is, it's like. We all, we're all afraid of the night, right? But once you finally go to sleep, you're, you're asleep and then you wake up in the morning and you feel better because everybody feels safer in the morning because it's like, it's daylight. There's no monsters in the daytime, but everything's scary at night. But imagine the one monster who can get you somewhere where no one can protect you and it's in your dreams. And that's scary. And that's what was cool about the movies is that he would go into the dreams of, well, he, I don't know why they keep saying kids, but he would go into teenagers' dreams and kill them. Obviously, I don't know why he waited for them to be teenagers. He should have just killed them because he was a child murderer. Why would he wait for till they were teenagers to kill them? Yeah, he should have just killed them as kids. Because kids are more helpless than teenagers. Teenagers are kind of like more smarter, more like they can kick ass. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So why, I, 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 in, in the logical, all right, here's the moments where we start talking logic into films and we start bitching <laughs> about them. Okay, if, if, if that's who Kruger was, if the reason why all the parents killed him is because he was a child murderer. Originally, in the, in the original idea of the script, he was a child molester. But they felt that was too much, especially what was going on in the time uh, of when the movie was out, especially in Los Angeles. There was a lot of stuff going on about molestation, all this and that. So they but took that out. was, though. Huh? He had a thing for, like, girls. Like, he, like, was very, like sexually like you know like he, he like like if you notice like i i'm surprised he didn't but he was me. he was with, yeah with the with obviously with the teens but if you remember one big thing about the 70s and 80s like with that had teenagers they always <laughs> we always saw they always came off like adults because they're all having sex this and that and they show nudity you know yeah. but what i'm saying is that he should have been like i mean i mean if he's going or if he was when he was alive he was killing children why did he wait for they were children? I mean, adult uh, teenagers, because that's when they fought back. In every movie, they fought back. They tried to fight back, and they would they would die. But at the very end, somebody would win. Like, why didn't he just kill them when they were kids? Like that made that, to me that never made any sense. I I, I don't know. I didn't. I, that's the one thing I don't get. And in Freddy's mind, it's like uh, because it says right here in the original script, Freddy was a child molester. However, the decision was made to change him into being a child murderer to avoid accusation of exploiting a series of child molestations in California around the same time of production. So yeah, so they changed him into a murderer than than a molester. But still, he's. I mean, you know what? The first, the I mean, the remake actually made him that they made him the child molester so the remake actually how'd went, you like the remake honestly i i i was like all right i haven't watched this since but when i saw it i was like all right you know i applauded them they did they did a good job like it wasn't horrible but it's not robert robert's he's not freddy it's like horrible well have you seen it i know i just refuse to watch it 
The one thing here, here's the thing. My issue, the only thing I honestly I have issues with the movie because it's not bad. Honestly, it's not a bad movie. They they really did a good job of it. Like a lot of scenes that you saw in the original, they kind of recreated. They did certain things that, but only only things that po- bothered me with that movie were two things because because like I said, the one thing I loved about the movie is that they went full on. They didn't they didn't sugarcoat that effing movie. They seriously been like, no. He is a child molester in the movie. He's not. He's not like, um, oh, you know, oh, he's the child murderer, or he because they they make you believe that they accidentally like he was a good guy and they they kill him on accident and he comes back to seek revenge. No, he was he was effed up and and that's what they do. But the two things I had an issue with is like, okay, in the original Nightmare on Elm Street, again, practical magic or practical effects versus visual effects. There's an awesome scene where Nancy's in bed, sleeping, and there's that wall, that kind of her ceiling, that tilts, and yeah. what happens? The He pulls through, right? Yeah. Like that. And that looks so cool. Simple, right? Simple effect. He just pushes through, goes like that, and then he goes back when she kind of moves. That, that looked eerie, right? Freaky, scary. Yeah. In the remake, that was CGI. Hated that. Like, why? Why would that have to be CGI? It didn't have to cost any money to redo that seat. Like, seriously, why would you have to CGI? Go on a computer and do that. That was seriously a waste. That was, like, so dumb because it looked so good in the original. They didn't need to do that in the remake to do it in CGI. Another thing that bothered me is that uh, Jackie Earl Haley, um, he was was the one that played uh, Freddy Krueger. He was in the Bad News Bears. You know, um, he... He played. He, uh, he was Rorschach in in Watchmen. He played uh, Freddy Krueger. What I didn't like is the makeup. They kind of made him look almost like a cat. Like cause some of it was almost CG. Like they CG'd his nose. Like they tried to make him look like an actual burned victim. Compared to the way Freddy looked, they wanted him to look like an actual burned victim. So that was the problem with that movie. And what's crazy is that Johnny Depp. The the way he got casted is because he went with Jackie Earl Haley. He took he went with him because he wanted to go audition to be in the movie. So he took him with him. But Wes Craven actually saw Johnny Depp and cast him. He's like, you know what? I want you to read for the part. And then he read the part. And he actually, they cast Johnny Depp. And another reason why it was, it was cast, because there was one of the producer's daughters thought Johnny Depp was dreamy. So they... they uh-huh gorgeous yeah so they they brought him on board so he that was actually what's funny is that's johnny depp's first film and um and and what's cool about that is that yeah jackie didn't get the part but he ended up playing freddie in the remake i wanted to see more like i i saw the movie and i didn't think it was terrible at all like i thought it was it wasn't bad honestly it wasn't bad aside from the cg effects i thought it was an all right movie and i wanted to see more i wanted it to be a franchise to bring it back but it didn't do big enough for for New Line that they just they scrapped it. I don't know. I just feel like they could have picked such a better actor if they wanted to like recreate like Fred. Do you think Freddy Krueger? Oh, like, he did a good job. See, that's the thing. You didn't watch it, so you can't. He, but I, I but I seen the trailer and I heard his voice. And no, like, no, he he did a good job because the thing is, is if I don't know if you've ever seen Watchmen, but he does such a great job of Rorschach. In that, in, like, just the character, like, when you watch Watchmen, I just want to see him, Rorschach. I just want to see Jackie. The whole movie, that's all I want. Like, I wish they would do a prequel where it's all just Rorschach. The whole movie is Rorschach. And when he went in to do Freddy, like, he kind of does almost the same voice. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm, I'm impressed. I was like, I, I was happy for him because for a long time, because he was that typical teen star. As he got older, he was no longer cute. And he, he actually is... You know, his hair, he has that where he lost his hair on top and he has, like, the hair on the sides, like he's balding. Yeah. And so it wasn't until, I think, Little Children, he came out in a film back in, like, 07, and people were like, oh, Haley's back, Jackie Haley, he's back, he's back. And he started getting roles. And that's why, like, I was happy for him to be playing uh, Freddy. And he honestly, because, yeah, I was like you. At first, I was like, F this, no way, no one could replace but what he did, he didn't do a Heath Ledger, but he did an all right job. He did, he did like all right. That that was good. You know, I liked it. You know. You think so? I I I 
I'm not think so. I, in my you opinion, so? yes, because I'm not guessing because I actually saw it. You, you could assume because you haven't seen it, but you should just give it a shot. Give, give it a give try. It a yeah, and so next time when we record, you know, in a future episode, you can tell us, like, all right, I saw it. This is my thoughts. But, yeah, I guarantee you the CGI will bug you. The CG will bug you because there is no CG in the original movie. The CGI movie. just bugs me in general. Yeah, so that that's what will bug you in this movie. But, yeah. Let's see. Oh, crap. We got to get close because if not, I'm going to run out of room. Damn, we've been talking for a long time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Um. I don't know what else you want to talk about. Um, just. All right. Well, what just, do you, what do you, all right. So just to, to, to go into the eighties, uh, aspect of this, the movie was directed by Wes Craven. You all, you guys know who freaking Wes Craven is. He's, I mean, hell, Renata brought up scream. You know, he, he rebrought back the, the slasher horror with scream. You know, Wes Craven has also done other stuff. Most, uh, what you would call it. Um, I was going to say one thing, but I'm like, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, aside from, um, what you call it, Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, you know what? Le- actually, let me just finish Nightmare on Elm Street. It was released on November 9th, 1984. So we're actually close for, for it being, re- you know, kind of like the, the anniversary because it would be, would it be 20 years or 30 oh. years? No, it would be 30 years because we're in, cause in 84, 10 years would be 94, um, Another 20 years would be 2004, and 2014 would be the... Wow, it's going to be the 30th anniversary of Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, my God. Oh, damn. See, so this is perfect. This is this is a 30-year anniversary look back of Nightmare on Elm Street. The budget was $1.8 million, and it made $25 million in the box office. And this is the movie that allowed Dumb and Dumber to be made. And you're wondering, like, what the hell? Like, why do you say that? Because New Line Cinema did a nightmare on elm street and new line cinema was about to go bankrupt but this movie made its money back and it it, and it and it kicked new line cinema back up and and it and it 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 started a whole franchise and because of that new line cinema is the one that made dumb and dumber so that's why i'm just saying they also did mortal Kombat, you know but uh but yeah the uh you know this 1984 and johnny depp you know also too is the first time we saw Robert England, sadly, he was typecast, but did an awesome job as freaking, you know. I loved him because, like, they actually showed him what he would look like normally in the second in the second part. Uh, he was the bus driver. Yeah. He did play the bus driver. Like, there was no, like, fake, per- there was no fake bus driver. You can catch a glimpse of Robert, and it's just him with no makeup on, him and his regular hair, just him just being himself. Yeah. I wonder if people actually caught that, though. You know what I mean? Like, the first time. Probably not, because if you think about well, I mean, like, it... I should say, like, maybe second or third time watching it. Like, when it was released. You know, that's the one movie, part two, um, what you call it, that I honestly don't really remember much, is part two. I remember the other movies, but for some reason, part two... Is the one that la- that's vague in my mind because part three, part three tends to be everyone's favorite of the Nightmare I, series. Is part oh, three. I love Dream Warriors. Oh, that see that one was cool because that was the first time you had people get get like or the teens getting together, developing like their powers their to, dream to fight powers. back. Yeah, their dream power. Hence the Dream Warriors. I loved how Nancy just showed up. Like, you know, like, Nancy, where the hell were you in the second one? You could help that one kid out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then, see, that was cool because she always popped up every now and again. And do you remember A New Nightmare? Wes yeah. Craven's New Nightmare? That was supposedly supposed to be Freddy Cougar in the real world. That, that was weird. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I got to give it. Like, you know, like, no matter how many you make, it, it was always good. Yes. And you know what? You never... Like, I actually looked that kid up. Jesse. Well, the the, the kid who played Jesse in the second one. Mm-hmm. He's, like, nowhere to be seen on IMDb. Like, it, it, his, his one main movie was just Nightmare on Elm Street. There was no continuation. It's like Charlie Bucket. Charlie Bucket was the same way. He did Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, and then he just left the industry. He said, F this. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like... um. Like, for instance, like, Jonathan Taylor Thomas at one point, 
you know, he was like a huge teen star, and he's like, ah, I'm done with this, and he left, you know. Likewise with uh, Malcolm in the Middle, you know, he he was still a teen, and he up and Thank just, you know. yeah, he just up and left, you know. So it's it's kind of crazy, yeah. Um, all in all, Nightmare on Elm Street, as because uh, we're running long, and you know, but it, it it terrified me. I honestly had real nightmares as a kid about um, Freddy Krueger, and I remember one vivid dream where I'm in a room and the only light coming into the room, there's like, it's a kind of a big room. There's two beds and in the room, the only light coming in the room is because the door is open in the middle of the room and it's coming in from the hallway. And I remember we're it's me and my older brother, but we're little kids and we're being chased around by Freddie. And I remember he's like scraping at me from my back. Like he's, he's like trying to reach for me. And when he slashes, he actually slashes my back, and I felt the pain. And I remember that dream, like, scared the hell out of me. Like, when Did you I, check your back afterwards? Yeah, when I woke up, because I felt it in the dream. Like, it was so scary. I remember we're running around in the room, like, and he's just chasing, like, you know, trying to get us. And then, yeah, he, like, slashes at one point, and he gets me in my back, and he, like, scrapes it and, it. and I felt the pain. And that, like, even right now as I'm talking about it, I'm still picturing exactly what the dream looked like many of us we have dreams and we'll forget whatever the hell the dream was but that is one dream i will never forget and it scared me and that's why like for me when i i mean 84 freaking if i was born in 81 that means i was i was three years old when this movie came out and i saw it i didn't see it in the theaters but i saw it right away on video because like i said i had aunts who were teenagers at the time who would babysit us and i saw it because of them and and that movie truly honestly scared me and i that was why I think I stayed away from 80s horror because it it, it, it honestly scared me. And I never really – I never hardly – because it would give me nightmares and I would get scared. And that's why I stayed away from 80s horror. And Oh, I had, I had a dream about Freddy when I was, like, young and it was, like, this scariest thing. Well, nightmare. I was, like, laying down in bed and, like, all I hear is just, like, footsteps I hear. And, and – my house is pretty like old like it's like 1900 so like you can hear when you're stepping on wood we have carpet so when you hear stepping on wood you hear the eh, eh, eh. like you know you hear that and i have my blanket over my head and my dream and i'm like this and like there's eh, eh. and then his arm just like comes like this over the door and then he just like scrapes like, and I'm like, and I closed my eyes, and then I'm like, and then all I felt was just like an arm, like come around me, and it's just cool, and like you know, like when people spoon you. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> spooning me, and he was like, and he, I felt something right in my ear, and it was like, you scared yet? And I'm like, and I'm like, and then I woke up. It was so freaky. Damn. Like I never saw his face, but I knew who it was. <laughs> That's scary. Dude, now like I have pillows. I sleep every night because of that. I have two pillows, and then I have two other. Turn, pillows. turn towards the mic as you're saying that. Okay. Like talk like that, but tell me about it. Because okay, when you turn away, I can't hear you. So, I have two regular white pillows, mm-hmm. and then I have like the decorative pillows. The decorative pillows blockade me on either side of my bed. That's what keeps you safe at night. Because without those pillows, the monsters will get you. Exactly. <laughs> every no every night i can't do without it and see I, tell me if you, i'm i know i'm not the only one that feels this way and i guarantee anybody listening to this feels the same way and please tweet us you know i know we have a lot of twitter followers tweet us if if you agree with us um or instagram us but you know tweet us that <laughs> if you're if you're laying in bed and you have a high bed like yours look i can see your bed and it's kind of high you know even my bed any bed it doesn't matter if you're laying down and your hand or foot hangs off the bed, don't you feel vulnerable like a monster could easily get you? So you, like, pull it back on because yeah. you feel safe on bed. But the moment your foot hangs out, it's like, yeah, it's going to get you. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you feel like you're, like, something can easily grab you. It's your like, arm, too. Yeah, if it hangs off. Your if, your, if your arm or your foot hangs off or anything, you're like, oh, he's going to get me. Yet, you're still in bed. It could just come out of the bed and get you anyways. But you feel like nothing can get you if if you're completely on the bed. I don't know. I, I, we all have that stupid, like, you know, fear. It's kind of funny. It's like... 
<laughs> All right, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, our this was really more of a Halloween episode for us. Um, uh, it's it's October. It's it, this was a good way to start our month of October. Um, I'll try to see when Renata is available again. Hopefully, we can knock out uh, another episode. Um, hope hopefully we're able um, based on the time frame of where we are in the month. The next episode might be. Um, most likely will be Monster Squad. Um, I'm definitely around for that shit. Yeah, so, because we only have three weeks left, and I know of the way the time frame and everything works out, it seems like the next time we record, we'll be going into the, you know, so hopefully um, we, we should have that episode coming up next week, and then I'm hoping to post an, an actual full Halloween episode on Halloween also, but I know with parties for Renata she's you know she decided on her character she'll be posting it soon so yeah so so yeah so Nightmare on I won't post it until Halloween yeah yeah that's what I'm saying you'll post it when it's that time so Nightmare on Elm Street people if you've never seen the original check it out um you know give a shot to the remake Renata has some homework she's gonna watch the remake get back to us see what she thinks um is it on Netflix I don't know I I think it is honestly I, I think so so yeah, but but Nightmare on Elm Street, freaking, mm-hmm. it, it is a terrifying. Even one, the first one is 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 a scary movie. The rest of them are kind of silly, but even for the for now, the first one. So check it out. All right. So before we go, I always do uh, '80s uh, song of the week. I'm actually gonna give you two this week. Um, one of them is gonna be uh, a themed song because it's more as a joke, but it's still a song, and it's "Are You Ready for Freddy." Back in 1988, um, the Fat Boys had an album called uh, Coming Back Hard Again. And um, in that album, there's a song called Are You Ready for Freddy? And there's a... (laughs) You hear Freddy Krueger rapping in the song. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, It was... The song was originally released in 88 as a theme for A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. Uh, and there's an actual, you you should watch the video. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Look up, are you ready for Freddy? This is the first time you get to hear Freddy rapping away in a song. He's like, my name is Freddy. I don't know what he's rap. I can't, honestly, I can't remember it. Wasn't uh, there a song in part three at the end of the movie called Dream Warriors? I don't remember. Honestly, yeah, I can't in remember the credits, that song. It's actually a really good song. Uh, I don't know. But I know if you watch the video to, to the song... Freddie does come out. Robert England as Freddie comes out and he chases the fat boys around. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you gotta see it. So that is my joke song. But my real song is since this movie was released in 1984, I'm gonna be giving you a song from 1984. And I'm giving you Ministries Every Day is Halloween. Now, I'm giving you this song because Halloween is in the title. Even though the song has nothing to do with Halloween, um, it's still like, it, it, it Everybody sees it as a Halloween song. The song is more about what I used to go through, especially in my early days at Rainforest. Because now, when I work at Rainforest, um, everybody there is freaking, you know, they're all Latinos and everything. And we're all the same. They're a bunch of geeks and nerds and everything. And then plus, I'm bald now. Back in my early days, I still had all my hair. So I used to do my hair all like, you know, rockered out and everything. And I, in my early days, it was me and like a few other people who were like Mexicans basically there. Like it was like, I think there was three other people who worked with me. Everybody else was white in retail that worked in, in Rainforest. <laughs> and a lot of them were former jocks, cheerleaders. So they didn't understand me at all. And they would constantly call me flock of seagulls. You know, like, they would make fun of me. They would make fun of the music I listened to, like, saying it was devil music. And, and like, none of the music I listened to was even devil music. Like, I didn't even listen to death metal. Like, I, you know, and they would constantly knock me of the way I dress, my style, everything. And this is really what this song is about. Hence the title, Every Day is Halloween. Because when you listen to the song, there is a part that says, I dress this way just to keep them at bay. And, you know, it's, it's, it's more about a song about intolerance. And... And the, and the lack of acceptance from, from people. Like, it's like, it's really when you listen to it, um, people are questioning, like, why are, you, why are you dressing like like every day is Halloween? Like, because he's, you know, at that time, people who were, like, goth or whatever were wearing in black, 
people would look at them weird. It's like, dude, you look like a witch. Like, what, what is this, Halloween? Why are you dressing like that? People didn't understand. And this is really what this song is about. So it's not so much about the actual Halloween, but since it kind of fits the title. But don't worry. I have two more songs for the following last two episodes of the month that I'm going to give you. Next week's episode, I'm going to have a big Halloween song. One of the most famous Halloween songs of all time. But for right now, I'm going to give you Ministries with 1984's Every Day is Halloween. So there you have it. All right, Renata. So so um, I think we're good. you have anything to say? Any plugs or anything? Yes. Uh, don't fall asleep tonight because I, I have a weird feeling. Wise words. Wise words. Do not fall asleep tonight. Don't fall asleep tonight or the next night. Yes. Have a coffee machine in your in your room, yes. ready to go, and Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Anything you can do. It's a full moon out tonight, too, folks. Yeah. So. If there's anything we can we can give advice, is don't go to sleep. Don't go to Whatever sleep. Whatever you do, don't sleep. Because you will probably get touched by Freddy, so don't do that. You got to do the song before we go out. Do the song. The <laughs> one, two. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, better lock your door. Five, six, get a crucifix. Seven, eight, gonna stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, like we said, don't sleep. Don't even sleep. Sleep and you're dead. Freddy's fast. <laughs> Faster than you can believe. Don't turn your back. Don't look away. And don't sleep. Good luck. Awesome. I should have just ended this episode like that. I should have said. But I was, I was, I swear, I was almost about to say that's another episode in the bag. All right. Well, anyways. After waking, up Ren- <laughs> After waking up Renata from her horrible nightmare, I get her into the DeLorean and we travel back to the future.
Yeah. 